Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Welcome back. Sports Radio 94 WIP. Joe Giglio with you. Tucker Bagley's behind the glass. You guys with us. 215-592-9494 gets you bored on this Thursday night. I don't mind having a Thursday night show. I haven't done this in a while. Usually I'm like I'm driving home by now on Thursday night. What are you doing on Thursday nights normally during the you know the Thursday night football? Uh, I'm usually getting some other work done. Maybe filling out my timesheet. So you're multitasking. Yeah, I mean, I have like four hours to kill usually at this point. So, uh, I mean, there's no game tonight, so we get to be here. In fact, we're here all Thursday nights now moving forward through the NFL playoffs. We will have a Monday night playoff game. What's that, the, the wild card round? So not. This... Don't you think it's ridiculous they won't do one in Week 18, but they will do one in the postseason? It, it does feel weird. Well, you know why? Because if they did one – if they did one on Monday night in the regular season, wouldn't all of the playoff matchups and hype be on hold, potentially? I guess. I just like they they say they won't do it because it's a competitive disadvantage. No, they it's it's. For, but they have no problem putting a team at a competitive disadvantage heading into the divisional round. Right. But it's because it's for television, right? Like, like Lions Packers, right? That's the Sunday night game. If that was Monday night this week, we couldn't we couldn't fully react to the playoffs until Tuesday. You have to wait. It's all that's done. Anyway, all right, we'll get back to the lines here in a second. 215-592-9494. We'll get everyone's phone call. Are you worried about the Eagles? I'm not. A lot, lot of panic in the city this week. I mean, uh, I was as frustrated as anyone on Sunday into Monday. But let's let's take a look at the big picture. They're 13-3 and with one of the best pass rushes we've ever seen in Philadelphia, and they're getting their MVP candidate quarterback back likely on Sunday against the Giants. He was out there in practice again today, Jalen Hurts. So uh, I'm not worried, are you? And when you call and give us something normal, routine, that most people could do that you can or never have, because we found out today both Jack and Elliot have never uh, changed a tire. But I wanted to throw out what's going on with the uh, the discussion for how they're going to seed the AFC playoffs. So they did decide today, Bengals-Bills, not going to play that game. And we got great news today on DeMar Hamlin. Um, I mean, I actually think it's it's borderline a miracle that he's he's conscious. I mean, he, he, was, he asked yesterday, um, and not with words, but he was able to write down, did we win? Which is just crazy to me that that's, I mean, that's, I guess that's a football player and he wanted to know if they won, but he's obviously trending in in, in incredible direction. And I think it, it kind of puts everything back on track. They're going to play games here and, and, and the bills aren't going to want to not play because their guys is probably going to be okay here. Bengals bills won't be played. So they're going to have to figure out after this week, how they're going to see the AFC playoffs. Cause you're going to have teams with different amounts of games, right? You have the chiefs, bills, Bengals, all vying for the one, but they can't because they don't, you know, they're not all over the same games. Two teams are going to have 16 games, one will have 17. So here are the what they're debating right now, and I think they're both interesting. And then I'll tell you what I saw today that made me almost, like, just blow a gasket. So there's one possibility of a neutral site in the AFC Championship game if it involves two of the three teams affected here, Bills, Bengals, Chiefs. And I would say... I'd imagine the AFC title game will have some combination of those three teams, Bills, Bengals, Chiefs. So it would be on a neutral site, not in Kansas City, not in Buffalo, not at Cincinnati. Indianapolis been thrown out as kind of a, a central point, um, and they have the stadium open because the Colts obviously are in the playoffs. That's one. That's okay. I don't mind that. I, I would rather play games in stadiums in front of fans and a home crowd. The other one, and I think this one is really interesting. This is the one I would push. Chiefs number one, if the Chiefs are the number one seed, let's say the Chiefs win on on Saturday against the Raiders, they become the number one seed because they have the highest winning percentage of fourteen and three. They would either get to choose the bye or the home field advantage against the Bills and Bengals, whoever finishes with the number two seed. So the Chiefs would get the number one, and they'd say, "Hey, Andy Reid, 
do you want the home field or do you want the buy? And if you choose the buy, you don't get home field in a potential AFC championship game, let's say against the Bills, who are the number two. I think that's the most fun and adds the most layer of strategy to it, Tucker. That, that's the one I kind of hope they go with because I just want to see wh- whoever the number one seed is, what they choose. It also feels like the path of least resistance. Everyone gets something. Yeah, I mean, the idea that they're going to change the schedule for Week 18 like 48 hours in advance. I mean, Kansas City is flying to, to go play their, their game tomorrow, right? right? Like They're playing on Saturday afternoon. So I, I just don't think that's plausible. But it also adds intrigue because what would Andy Reid choose? Andy Reid is historically great after, after a bye. But Patrick Mahomes has hosted every playoff game he's ever played, and he's never played in a road playoff game, which is unbelievable to me. So what matters more, um, th- two playoff games or three but you get home field. I, I I would choose if I was in this situation the bye. I, I would choose only to play I would two too, games because one of the team ahead of you loses. Right. So let's say the Chiefs uh, get the number one seed and they they're presented the choice, home field throughout or the bye. I would choose the bye because like like Tucker just mentioned, what if the Bills get picked off in the se- in their first game or their second game? Right. Then you get the home field anyway in the in the AFC Championship game. That looks like it's it, it's certainly a possibility here, neutral site or that. But let me throw this out, because I, I saw this today, and I, I just thought it was ridiculous. And actually, a caller to this show last night suggested this idea. We had another one calling, but I don't know if he got on air or not. Yeah, we, I think we did. I think there was – I remember one, we actually went back and forth to discuss it. A suggestion was brought on this show last night that why not add an eighth playoff team in the NFC – or excuse me, the AFC – and then today it was brought up that maybe they would do it in both conferences to make things super even. But an eighth playoff team, so then nobody gets the bye. Right? The Chiefs as the one seed, or whatever as the one seed, has to play next week against the eighth team in the playoffs. Because there's no, you know, there's an even number, and you just play it out like quarterfinals in the NBA playoffs. One eight, two seven, on and on. But when they threw it out there today, they said in the interest of fairness, they would add a playoff team in both conferences. I mean, how many teams are you going to inconvenience or hurt or change their their path because of one obviously terrible incident on the field that affected two teams? It's just like why are they? Why would anyone think the idea of changing the entire structure of the playoffs made sense? And by the way, if they did that and they put the A team in both conferences, the Eagles would lose the bye week for no reason. Like they'd play next week against the Lions or whatever, just because the NFL on a whim says. Yeah, this is the best way to do it. You know what it struck me as? Absolute greed. Can anyone explain to me how that's fair other than the NFL gets two extra playoff games? They're going to make they would they would have made money off of this, off of a near tragedy. Now, I don't think they're actually going to do this. But Tucker, it was the dumbest idea I've I've heard, you know. And I'm always for expanding playoffs. I was it was in baseball, but like to do it a week before the end of the season is insane. Yeah, I mean, it's you, you can't change the rules. I, I think about Tennessee, who pretty much threw that game against the Cowboys on Thursday night because it was meaningless, right? Their entire season, as far as they knew, came down to beating Jacksonville. So they sat Derrick Henry. They sat like half of their starting defense because they're on a short week and they wanted to stay healthy for Jacksonville. Imagine telling them, hey, you know what? If you had won that game, you'd be in the playoffs no matter what. Sorry didn't we didn't to tell you. Ryan Tannehill on the IR. He didn't need to sit Derrick Henry or – any of your defensive linemen, you don't need to be starting Joshua Dobbs at quarterback. You'd be in the postseason. Like, you can't just change the rules this close to the postseason. No, you can't. And I think, obviously, because they're not going to play this Bengals-Bills game, they have to do something, right? They have to find a way to make it the most equitable they can for every team. I understand that. But adding a playoff team into the NFC to and making the Eagles, or likely going to be the one, whoever, and Eagles-Niners play an extra playoff game for the hell of it, it just strikes me as greed. Like, oh, let's add playoff games. That'll make it all even. No, not. And also, your big game that you're setting up for on Sunday night, wouldn't they just make it anyway? Right? Like, that game almost has nothing to play for at that point. I mean, that, well, that would, like, I actually root for that because that would, like, shove it to the NFL. Like, you added playoff teams. That's That was your fix. Now you're going to have the Lions and Packers play all their backups because they're in the playoffs anyway heading into the play. It's just... It, it, I always think in these situations, isn't the simplest thing always the, 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 probably the best idea? Like when we start throwing out these wacky scenarios, it doesn't make sense. Like I think having the one seed choose the buyer home field is is interesting, and I think the neutral site is probably probably the, the easiest, and it's like the the, le- the most simple, and no one gets upset, and no one has to make a big decision. But 
those are the ones. I mean, the idea of adding playoff teams at this point, it is ridiculous. And a team like Tennessee last week, like imagine retroactively telling them, like, hey, guys, sorry. I know you sat everyone last week. Probably was a mistake. Yeah, and Our I bad. understand there isn't a solution that'll make anybody happy, right? And what happened on Monday night was a, a catastrophic event that no one could ever see coming. And it's great that he seems to be doing better and be on his way towards recovery. But at this point, it just feels like everyone's hands tied, right? Like two teams are really upset right now. If you change the rules, if you change the schedule, if you add playoff teams or get rid of playoff teams, I don't know. Like, no one's going to be happy. There isn't a situation where everyone, all 32 owners, come out and say, you know what? That's a good choice. Let's do that. Yeah, just like you ever have a discussion with someone and they overcomplicate things? Here's the definition of overcomplicating this. Guys, we're not sure what to do. Bills, Bengals, Chiefs. What are we going to do? I have an idea. Let's make the Lions play the Eagles next week. That'll solve everything. Like, what are we talking about? Like, whose idea is this? And how do you think that makes anything simpler? 215-592-9494 to hop in on how the NFL should do this. Are you worried about the Eagles? And, uh, and give us something that most people could do that you've either never done or you can't. Let's talk to Andrew, who's in Wilmington. Hey, Andrew. Hey, what's up, Joe? How you doing? Good, Andrew. What are you thinking tonight? Hey, so quick tie thing. I was lucky enough to go to LaSalle High School for four years. So you had a tie tie. And you had to wear a different tie every day. I had no idea how to do it. I gave my dad 12 ties. He tied them up, and I just had them on rotation for four years. I never learned how. So, so Andrew, it's funny. I did the same thing. So I went to uh, a school uh, in Toms River, New Jersey. It was then called Monsignor Donovan. They changed the name now. But same thing. Right? We, had to, we had to wear ties in the winter. And I would yeah. do this. I, had, I, I forget how many I had, but I did the exact same thing you did. And it probably that's part of the biggest reason it took me so long to learn because I never had to do it. Dude, my brother found out, and he didn't even go to like a school like that. He he learned quicker than me. <laughs> so my answer for that, there, real quick, I just learned last week how to write a check. I'm 26 years old. I don't know how to write a check. I just learned. Is that because it's mostly just you've done everything digitally? Yeah, digitally, like debit card, credit card. Right. Like, my age doesn't write checks at all, at all. You know, it's it's funny you bring that. Up. I don't write many. I I still have a couple bills. I just like I guess when I first started like you know, doing bills with my wife 10 years ago, whatever. I, I guess I kept a couple away from electronic just to even it out. And I, so I still do a few, but that is amazing. Cause it seems it, I mean, it's obviously really simple when you did it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And Hey Joe, uh, real quick before my Eagles point, I'm looking forward to hearing you on the midday show. Congratulations. I enjoy it. Thank you. And uh, for the Eagles, man, it's just very deflating. You know, like I was all in all season. Like it took a lot of people a little bit to come along, but like I've been in it since, since week one, like I thought they were a good team. And right now, like I need them to get a win. I cannot go into the playoffs as a one seed. Just very deflating. Like it would, I don't know. I don't know how it would make me feel. Right now, like I'm putting off my feelings. I'm trying not to think about it because I get so mad thinking that they're almost blowing the one seed right now. Well, uh, yeah, and it would be if they lost this game. Like I'm not worried now, but it would be hard not to have everyone panicking if they go into the playoffs with three straight losses. I would mean, that it, be – where would you put that – like, as my last question, like, where would you put that? Like, obviously, they're a good team this year, but where would you put that as, like, a season-ending failure? Like, not getting the one seed right now? Because I thought they had it in the bag. Yeah, it's a great – Andrew, it's a great question, man. I appreciate the phone call. I mean, I, I don't know where, what you compare it to. I mean, one – now, this team's better than that team over the course of the full year, but would, would it be similar to the 2010 Eagles peaking in the top – you know, the Vic game, the Deshaun Jackson punt return, and then completely sputtering out – all the way to losing their first playoff game? I mean, that team still won the e- the NFC East. I mean, I, I don't know how you equate going 13-1, and one, but not... I mean, just think about it. Has there ever been an NFL team that went 13-1 and one to start the year and didn't win their division? I'd say probably not. I would doubt it. Yeah, like it's un- it's almost... I know there's an extra game now, but it feels unprecedented to, to have that good of a record and not win your division. The, I mean, the only thing that could save the way we feel about this season, if it ended up that way, is they'd have to go on a run in the playoffs and still get to the Super Bowl. I mean, that's... I I don't know. It's a great question. And, and I... If the Eagles had a different opponent this week, if Jalen Hurts wasn't coming back, if it wasn't the Giants who are likely to rest their players, if it wasn't Jalen Hurts likely coming back, I think there might be more of that, like, uh-oh, like, what-if scenario. I, I, I mean, they're 14-point favorites on Sunday. I believe they're going to win this game. I'm not worried. Bill is at Springfield. Hey, Bill. Bill, appreciate it. Think that was an accident or not? 
I don't know, but okay. it was a curious sound, to it, say the least. That's, that's the truth. You know what? I need to go to a reliable caller next, and that's Frankie in Roxborough. Frankie! Yes, it's about time, Joe. That's right, Frankie. How are you? I'm doing good, Joe. I ain't worrying one bit. Let me tell you, we, we, we didn't lose. The Eagles lost all those games. Against the Cowboys, they lost it. We lost uh, the, the, the Commanders game. Yep. And, and as bad as it was, we still had a chance to win. And even last week's game, Joe, that one play got that run and play when uh, – who got called for that holding call? I forget. Oh, it was Dickerson. Yeah, that wasn't a holding call. And I believe if we, if we scored then, we would have won that game, as bad as Manchu played. But anyway, Joe, I think, I think the gods are with us because we, I'm glad we're getting all the, the bad play out, the, the turnovers, the, the bad luck during the regular season, right? So uh, Jalen's going to be fine. The game plan is he's not gonna he's not gonna take any they're gonna they're gonna make a game plan to get the ball out of his hands fast, maybe rolling out. Uh and if, if he sees he's gonna get you know, somebody's rushing him, he's just gonna I think they're gonna tell him to just throw the ball away. Well, I think that's a smart thing to do, Frank. And I also think if they get up big in the you know, the first half or about halftime, they could also get him out of the game halfway through oh, yeah, third he'll be quarter. Out. I think Joe, I think he'll be out by halftime. Yeah. You know, and and uh, about the what the everybody's panicking is because Joe, like the morning show, Angelo gets everybody riled up, and and then the the next show when Johnny Marks comes on, he's like negative, negative, and and it gets everybody riled up, and. Angelo has a thing for Jonathan Gannon. That's because he don't really know what he's watching. I think. Well, I mean, he's. I mean, this whole town. It feels like you know, Gannon is not loved here, and I, and that's okay. I mean, he, he's only been here a couple of years. They haven't won anything yet with him. But I, I just think for the most part, Frankie, he's a good coordinator. They only gave up thirteen. They gave up thirteen he's points. A good coordinator. Thirteen like, points. We're topped in sacks. We're 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 first and second in. Every damn category. I, I mean, what do these people want? They did the same thing with Jalen. Remember, Joe? He had it constantly, constant, and they're still doubt. They're still doubters. Yeah, yeah, and, and I, you know, I sometimes I think style matters more to some people. Frank, I appreciate the call than than results. I'm I'm about results. I mean, the results are this. Jonathan Gannon's defense is pretty good. I mean, it's been pretty good for the entire season. I mean, we could look at a million different metrics, and at worst, they're probably average in some things. At best, they're outstanding. And I just, I, I don't, I don't lose sleep over the defense. I, I haven't all year. I didn't lose sleep after the Washington game over the defense. The next week, they came out and played well against the Indianapolis Colts. They had a bad game against the Cowboys. Third straight road game, by the way. And Avante Maddox went down in the game. They didn't play well. The Cowboys just. They did. They did well. I mean, the Cowboys' offense did well against the Eagles. And and think about the games they haven't played. Like, what are their worst defensive games this year? The Cowboy game, the Commanders game. I wouldn't say last week. They only allowed thirteen points. I mean, I don't, I don't care. Andy Dalton started ten for ten or whatever he started. They they, they only allowed thirteen points. What are, what are how many games this year they've allowed thirty points? Four. Cowboys, Lions, Packers, Commanders. Commanders and the, but the, the commanders one didn't that go over thirty with the special teams play at the end? Yes. Yeah. Uh, so I mean we can, we can count it if you want. So commanders had a, I will. A, a, you can four times over thirty. The commanders I will put an asterisk, but it's it's fair to include it. An asterisk that the special teams scored a touchdown on a you know make believe Mickey Mouse play at the end because they just tried to score a touchdown. So they didn't really get up over thirty, and and that was not a good night for them. Cowboys got torched. I'm, I'm, I agree. The other ones, I mean, the Lions have more 30-point games than any team in the NFL. Like that, guess what? Half the league has gotten torched by the Lions' offense, especially in Detroit. That is a real offense. And the other one was the Packers, who have not had a great offense, but that, like, we're not talking about the, the, the Texans there. It's Aaron Rodgers 
and two good backs and Christian Watson who had emerged at that point. It's not like they gave it up to a bad team. Four out of 16 bad days, and I think, I mean, how many of them are jarring? Two of them are surprising, I guess. The Packers and, and Commanders were surprising, but Dallas and, and Detroit scoring 30? Every They score 30 on a lot of teams. Let's flip it. What's their best defensive performance of the season? Uh, the Vikings game, I think, was pretty darn good, right? Holding Jefferson down. Only allowed seven points, had yeah. three turnovers. The Steelers game was pretty good, uh, considering that day what they did to them. Colts? I'm just trying to reel them off in my head. Um, am I missing one you think fits the bill? No, I mean, that's about right. Okay. Commanders maybe in week three. Oh, yeah. They did first five turnovers against Jacksonville, but you could maybe say the, rain. the conditions played a part in Wasn't that. Wasn't that with but... Trevor Lawrence fumbling a million times? Yeah. Or maybe the Titans game where they gave up 10. But So what are you saying? Mistakes. It's not exactly stellar teams they're doing it against? No, I, I first I thought it would be an interesting thing to discuss because we always talk about the negative and yeah. not the positive with that defense, but... We also haven't mentioned anything in the last month or so either, right? Yeah, the Titans, right? The Titans would be it. And before that, the Colts. So we're talking about Thanksgiving-ish. Right. Is, is the last time they, they played at a really high level. I mean, I, how do we assess what they just did on Sunday? I mean, I know Andy Dalton had what – was, what was the stretch he was at? Was he at 10 for 10, 12 for 12? I mean, he didn't have many. I think him and Taysom Hill at one point were combined like 12 for 12. Okay. And that's that's – They were combined 15 for 16 at one point. That, that like, sticks, right? That, that like – that gnaws at you. But was that a bad defensive effort on Sunday? They had six more sacks, 13 points allowed. I can't say it was a bad defensive effort. I mean, what was the third down numbers? Third down numbers probably were pretty good for the Saints. 50%? Yeah, they were seven for 16. Okay. And they were one for one on fourth down. Yeah, so that, that's not good. But for the most part, I I can't call Sunday a bad defensive effort at 13 points. No, I mean, I think if you look at the box score, the big difference is they went 7 for 16 on third down, and the Eagles went 3 for 12. You know the Eagles only had 11 first downs on Sunday? Well, they didn't have any until like the minute to go in the half. That's their lowest total since 2014. Oh, my goodness. 215-592-9494. Let's talk to Sean in Wilmington. Hey, Sean. Hey, how you doing, Joe? Good, Sean. What's on your mind tonight? Uh, I got something to tell you about something I can't do, but I'm going to talk Eagles first. Okay. I'm going to give you, and this is going to be very positive, I'm going to give you a concept, and I'm going to give you two reasons why I'm giving you this concept. Okay. They lost those games on purpose. Like they tried to? Yes. They yeah. Two reasons. One, they were totally uncharacteristic. Kelsey was committing penalties, turnovers, everything. The other reason is they set up how the playoffs are going to go. They're going to win Sunday. Don't worry. But Dallas is going to have to play Tampa. New Orleans, Minnesota's going to have to play New Orleans. We set up the playoffs. We're very smart. Very smart. But wouldn't Dallas have to play Tampa anyway? Uh, not if they won this. Uh, if they won the thing, they would. Well, Dallas, as long as the Eagles get the one seed, Dallas gets the five. Tampa Bay gets the four because they won their division. So that was going to happen anyway. Well, when they played Dallas, it I don't think it was set that way at that time. I don't think it was. But uh, okay, but, so yeah, when they, right by, da- they, by they, Dallas, they, uh, I'm trying. I, I'm following the logic here. By Dallas winning, they pushed ahead of the Giants to make sure they're the five seed. I, I got you. Right, right. You. See what I mean? Yeah. And and the other thing is, like I said, they. I mean, they've they've had some penalties. Hardly any turnover this year. And they, but they've had some penalties. I mean, them fumbles by Miles Sanders. Come on, man. Well, they I were mean, bad, and, and this past weekend with the tur- with the uh, the pre snap penalties was was ridiculous as well. Right, and I mean, especially I mean, they've been going on Kelsey, and he had. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, Howie Roseman. But why would? Really but, but you can't. You can't really. You can't pull that off, though. You can't. T- you tank your way to, to moving the playoff matchups the way you want them. Well, you can. You can try. You, you know, you can go. You can get. You can get things the I, way you want them. You I can can't try. argue with that. You can try anything, uh, Sean. <laughs> give me something that you can't do that most people can. Hey, Joe, well, I don't know if anybody can do this. I've been on my own since I'm two years old. I'm 60 years old, and there's only one thing I can't do in life. I can't sew a button on a fart. You can't sew a button? On a fart. Can't. Okay, Sean, that sounds good. Sean, appreciate it. Do you, is that, do I not, is that like a, a phrase I don't know? It sounds like a saying. Sounds like something. If you Googled it, it, it would come up with, with something. Got it. Like no one could do what he's saying, right? But that wasn't the spirit of the discussion. 
that was not. No. And do we uh, agree or disagree the Eagles have tanked the last couple weeks to set up the playoffs the way they want? Yeah, I don't think that's the case. <laughs> Did you see Jason Kelsey on Sunday? Either he's a really good actor, is going to have a good career in, in TV daytime drama after he's done playing football. I would guess he's not a really great actor. If I've had a guess. I've had a guess Jason Kelsey. Damn really, good singer, though. Uh, that's for sure. I did listen uh, during the break uh, to, to that album. Did you Have you listened to it? Yeah, I, I was kind of excited. It's only like 20 minutes. I was like, oh, I got a lot of driving ahead. I'll listen to it. Yeah. I finished it before I was like even out of my own neighborhood. It's short. Yeah, it's short. But the, the Santa Claus is coming to town that they do at the end of the album. Yeah. I think it's the best version. I, I think they need to get it over to B101 and kick the Jackson 5 and Bruce Springsteen out of there and just play that one. I'm in. It's pretty good. 215-592-9494. We'll come back. Your phone calls. And um, speaking of the holidays, we got to play something that happened here on WIP as the new year came in. We got if you didn't if you weren't listening to WIP at the start of 2023, you missed that. We'll bring that to you next. I'm not worried about the Eagles. Are you? And what's the best way for the NFL? to figure out the seeding business with the AFC. The one thing that I am totally and completely against, and and I think anyone with a brain would be too, is adding playoff teams. Like, hey, we're not sure what to do with the Bengals and Chiefs and Bills. Let's allow the Lions or Seahawks in and take the Eagles' bye away. Like, whose idea was that? 215-592-9494 on Sports Radio 94 WIP. One of the things I love about betting on the NFL is that I'm always finding new player or game props that I like. And what's cool about Fatal Sportsbook in partnership with Valley Forge Casino is you combine these props with other bets from the same game to score an even bigger payout. Perfect for Sunday's game. All right, I'm going to assume here that we're going to get the Eagles started quarterback back in. We're going to go under his rushing yards. Uh, I don't think he's going to run the ball much in this game to make sure he protects that shoulder. I'm going to go over um, the rushing yards for the Eagles running back, specifically Let's go over the Boston Scott number. I think he has a bunch of carries. Plus, they're playing the Giants. I mean, this is, have we forgotten? This is the Boston Scott game where he gets himself in the end zone at least once. And we're going to go anytime touchdown. Boston Scott. That's, that's how to lock this parlay up. Same game parlay, one of the many reasons I bet with FanDuel. It's easy to use, easy to register, easy to deposit, and easy to find your bet. And as fast withdrawals, when you win, FanDuel pays your winnings fast. FanDuel Sportsbook is the official partner of 94WIP. I really like the FanDuel app. There's no feeling like they own a same-game parlay bet, so lock in your bet today on FanDuel Sportsbook. New to FanDuel Sportsbook? Sign up today. Promo code Gilio for your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's promo code G-I-G-L-I-O. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.
why don't we count it down here? 17, 16, 15, 14, around the world, people count it down everywhere. Obviously at different times, 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy 2023 from all of us at Sports Radio 94 WIP. We love you. Happy New Year, everyone. Welcome back. Sports Radio 94 WIP. Joe Giglio with you. The voice there, of course, Paul Jolovitz, ringing in the new year here on WIP. I hadn't heard that until today, and then I said, we got to make it part of the show. I hadn't heard it either. I invited him to my New Year's party. It was a little miffed that he didn't show up. He was working. Now I get it. He yeah. was on the schedule. I like how we stopped in the middle of the countdown, the Jolly Countdown, to make sure everyone knew that people do this around the world. Obviously not all at the same time. Albeit at different times. Yeah, I mean, it's, we don't have the same time as everyone around the world. Uh, the other thing, and this is not a surprise if you, you know Jolly or listen to him over the years, he chose a random number to start with. Just like usually, most people start at ten. Yeah, to start at seventeen is a bold <laughs> choice. I, I'm going to need that drop um, and and that audio a lot. I just I just feel like we get a lot of use out of that. Are your kids old enough to stay up until uh, till New Year's? So we've tricked them, but I think my my son, who's older, he'll be eight in a couple weeks. He's starting to catch on to this. So we were actually with their cousins at New Year's, or the same, basically the same age. So we we try to trick them. There's like YouTube countdowns. Where like you could just pretend it's midnight, but it's seven thirty. Well, here's what's happened. So last year, I think we got them, and like it, we let them stay up a little bit later, but it was like nine, right, or eight thirty, and we're like, oh, it's it's the new year, and we popped, you know, uh, apple cider or whatever, and they had it, and like you stayed up, you did it to midnight. So we did that again this time, but my son has a Fitbit now, which is just a watch, right? Yeah. And like he knew, like he's like, it's eight forty. Like, it's not really midnight. I was like, no, but the, it is. And I, it's just, it's over. I, I, it's, it, this happens, I guess, when kids get to a certain age. You can't trick them as much anymore. So no, my, my neighbor had a countdown till noon for all the little kids. Countdown till noon during the day on the... Yeah, like on New Year's Eve. They had like a bunch of like characters and stuff out in, in the middle of the, the kind of the park area. Well, that's and fun. And a bunch of little kids and they counted down till noon and then did all their noise making and went home. But it's, it's daytime. Yeah, I mean, it, you're you're not trying hard if that's going to be a trick. Yeah, you know, and that won't work very long. 215-592-9494 is how you get aboard here. Keith in Northeast Philly talking Eagles. What's up, Keith? Hey, how you doing? Hey, Keith, what are you thinking? Ah, oh, man, I want to make a comment about Jada. Okay. Well, actually about the, the whole team. Um, so, I am worried. Um, only Only about the coaching staff. Okay. Ah. They have a dynamite team with dynamite players. It's like having a Ferrari, but the driver can't drive. So I'm a little worried about what I've been seeing in the decision-making out of the coaches over the season. I think the players, their talent has gotten us through most of the year. There has been some, some shining moments with um, Sykin and Gannon. And I got issues with Gannon, but... The numbers, you can't, you know, they speak for themselves. So I can't be too mad at them. So you're more worried but, about the offensive coaching than the defense? Just kidding me. Just, and, and I guess the offensive coaching. When it's four for three and we throw a bomb and we're having a hard time, that's, what is that? Well, how about, Keith, this past weekend when they're, they're running the quarterback sneak with Minshew? It's like, hey, the reason that's the quarterback well, sneak works so well is you have a quarterback that squats 600 pounds. That's not Gardner Minshew. And that's not Minshew. I, and Keith, we appreciate I think Keith got disconnected there. Um, look, I am not worried about the Eagles. That's the bottom line. I'm not worried about this team. I, I don't think this thing is collapsing. I, I don't think they're a fluky 13-3. and three. This is a really good football team that has the inside track still to the number one seed, and they're going to get Jalen Hurts back to guide them there and, and get themselves the number one seed. But if you, like of all of the things to be worried about, I do still have some questions about Nick Sirianni. I, I do. And I, and I wondered as I watched the game on Sunday when Mitchell threw the pick six, I, a part of me sat there and was like, how many times has Jalen Hurts bailed these guys out? You know, maybe it was a bad call. Maybe, you know, that that is the one thing that I I hope we're overreacting to. I think we're overreacting to a lot this week. But I've had that thought in my head. Like, has Jalen Hurts just bailed these guys out of, of mistake play calls or a bad look and he puts them in the right look and he protects the football and we don't know and we don't know that 
hey, Shane Steichen and Dick Sirianni were very predictable on that play, and Hurts and A.J. Brown saw it and they changed it. I mean, this happens with every team, every offense. We don't know exactly who deserves credit for every decision that's made because it's just we see the final product. But I did wonder that, Tucker, when I saw that pick six, like, has Hurts covered up more this year than we think he covers up? Yeah, and I also think about Nick Sirianni's arc as a coach for the Eagles, right? Thinking about when they made the turnaround last year, was it because he became more hands-on with the offense and started calling better plays? Or did Hurts get good? Or did Shane Steichen take over the play call? Well, that's true, too. Right? And, and as we move forward and we talk about Shane Steichen as a potential head coaching candidate for 2023 and moving on, what if the next offensive coordinator isn't as good, right? What if the guy that Nick Sirianni hires – isn't as smart, isn't as bright, isn't as in tune with Jalen Hurts as Shane Steichen has been this season. I I look at Nick Sirianni, and arguably his best move as a head coach was taking his hands off the wheel for the offense, and if moving forward that's going to be it, I just don't know what he changes on game day. I I think he's been great. I think he's been great at at having a steady hand, but I also think there's a narrative out there that the Eagles are great because Jalen Hurts is playing like an MVP and Howie Roseman put together the best roster in the NFL. Yeah, well, with that, I and I think, and it's not done yet, the odds say it's kind of even. I think Nick Sirianni lost the Coach of the Year award last weekend. I mean, I, I think Kyle Shanahan or Brian Dable is gonna, are going to win that. One of those two will win that award. I, I would say it's going to be Shanahan. If I had a vote, I would vote Kyle Shanahan. I mean, didn't it feel like the last couple of weeks, if Sirianni could win without Jalen Hurts, he was going to get the large majority of credit for this? Like, wow, they're... 15-2, and two, um, you know, and they won They won on the road in Dallas, or they beat the Saints or both. They clinched the number one seed without Jalen Hurts, and now that's out. That's out. So, the, you know, it, it Hurts comes back now, and they and they win. You know, the credit goes back to Hurts. I think, I think Sirianni lost the, the Coach of the Year award. Now, now, let's also remember, before we all panic here, not every team in the NFC is blessed with coaches, I would say, are better than, that's Sirianni, like I, that I worry about the matchup. Let, let's go through them here. Who they're going to be able to see in the playoffs. Let's leave the Niners aside because I think that's the one where that they're, they're really well coached. Are, the, are, we, are we worried about Mike McCarthy, like scheming up something special here? I'm not. McCarthy has never been a, a high-level coach. He's, he's fine. I think Todd Bowles is a bad head coach, like not even average. I think he's a bad head coach. So that you know the Buccaneers are downgraded from where they were last year. Kevin O'Connell? I mean, I don't know. I mean, the guy's won a billion close games. I, I'm not even sure if he's in, he's even that good. So um, I'm not worried about Kevin O'Connell coaching. Dable, I mean, maybe in a couple of years if the Giants have more talent, well, I think we'll start to worry about Brian Dable. But, like, I don't think the Giants are coming in here in the divisional round and winning a game that both teams are trying to win. And then you go kind of down the, the, the line. I mean, we'll see who's the seventh seed. LaFleur, Dan Campbell. I mean, I, you know, I'm not fearing any other coach. Now, the, the Niners are the one group from top to bottom I do have a healthy fear of. Kyle Shanahan against Jonathan Gannon, and I think most people would give the edge to Kyle Shanahan. D'Amico Ryans against the Sirianni-Steichen offense, you might give the edge to D'Amico Ryans. Like that's, that's the one matchup I'd be worried about the coaching stuff, the Niners. Me too. I think across the board. But at the same point, I mean, you're not playing Andy Reid. No. You're not playing Bill Belichick. I mean, nope. Kyle Shanahan, for all the great he does in the regular season, I still think the the tag on him is he's never won anything, right? He He's really good at blowing big leads. He, he did it with the Falcons. He did it with the 49ers when they lost to um, the, the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. Yep. And you can even look at how they exited last year. Like They, they lost in the postseason a year ago because he didn't trust Jimmy Garoppolo with, his ball in the, with the ball in his hands in the last two minutes. So... I don't really fear Kyle Shanahan that much in the postseason either because when push comes to shove, he's come up small. He has. Matt is in Reading. What's up, Matt? Hey, guys. How's it going? Good, Matt. Uh, what, are you think, what are you thinking about tonight? Hey, I wanted to say you were dead right, dead right for calling out the NFL with added those two extra uh, seats was for money. Greed, absolutely. And they, they're probably going to deny it, say it wasn't their idea. They definitely put the floater out there to see how, how the public would respond. Oh, there's no, Matt, there's no question about that. They wanted to, get to, to kind of gauge to see if people were into this idea. But, like, I thought about it. I was like, how does this benefit anyone? Like, you're making the number one seed, whoever it is in the AFC, play an extra game. So they're not really getting any sort of advantage. You're taking the buy away from the Eagles for no reason. It's just, it's ridiculous. They just wanted two more TV shows. Yeah, it's not only the you gotta remember, it's not only the two uh, extra games. It also makes a lot of the week eighteen games more meaningful there for higher ratings too. Yep. They, they, they definitely, like I said, I, I definitely believe they. Well, it's the same thing when they wanted to 
give the players a five-minute warm-up. Warm up. They wanted to see if the players were willing to do it because this was money. They didn't want to lose all those commercials later in the game. Mm-hmm. And um, as far as Gannon, um, I think I know why a lot of fans are mad at him, even though he's literally setting NFL records for being aggressive. You know, I mean, was he fourth all-time in sacks? What, what better uh, gauge than aggressiveness do you need there? I think what they're really angry at is the rule changes that benefit the offense so much. We're never going to see a Jim Johnson defense again. We're never going to see a Buddy Ryan defense again. And I think they don't realize that, and they're just going to take it out on the current defensive coordinator. I'm going to break it to all the fans out there. The next coordinator after Jonathan Gannon is going to be just as passive and just as soft. You're, Matt, you are right about that. And, and what I think people ignore is the way Gannon plays defense, that's the way most defensive coordinators play now. Like, the league has changed. Like, they, they will allow you to have the short completions. They don't want you to make the big play. That's the way the NFL is now, and it, it just feels like yeah, it feels like people want the old days, and it's not, it's not coming back. Absolutely. They're mad at the NFL, and they don't know it. It's like that they wanted to make – if you keep changing the rules to benefit the offense, well, guess what? It disadvantages the defense. Right, and the only way to do it, the only way to play defense is, is this way. Now, Matt, what's uh, what's one thing that most people could do that you can or never have? I'm going to take it the opposite. Um, let me put this in perspective. I'm a 6'5", 270-pound uh, truck driver. I can sew. So if I have a hole in my pants or need to put a button back on my pants or shirt, I can sew it. Well, that's a good skill, Matt. And Matt, I appreciate the phone call. I cannot sew. Or at least I've never attempted to sew. I imagine I wouldn't be able to do it. Can't sew? You have nimble fingers. You can sew? I won the Home Ec Award in middle school. Can you believe that? I, I, I would have not guessed that. Now, you learned to sew with, in the context of the class, or you were like a young savant sewer? No, I, I learned Seems... to sew in the class. I forget what we made. You made like something different every year in, in Home Ec. Is, but... is sewer the correct word? No. If is you... it seamstress? Well, I, I thought that, but I didn't want to sound like I was I was. Well, it's twenty twenty three, Joe. I, I think gender gender tags can go out the window. Well, I didn't want it to seem like I was I was poking fun by calling you a seamstress. I, I mean, I honestly don't know what it's called. Are you a seam person? I mean, I, I have literally no idea what, what people who sew. Yeah, it says seamstress. A seamstress is a person whose job involves sewing. I never. I well, I mean, I knew that, but I didn't know. All right, so Tucker's a seamstress. We learned on the show tonight. Oh, I added to my resume. <laughs> WIP's own seamstress. Yes, uh, the idea the NFL floated today, or at least kind of got through uh, to Mike Florio, of the eight potential playoff teams of increasing the playoff field on both sides was was ridiculous. I mean, it was, and not just because, and obviously it would have hurt the Eagles. Eagles got the number one seed. They would have had to play next week. It, that part of it is nonsense. But the idea of adding playoff teams, like sometimes I just think in every decision these leagues make there should just be a common sense person sitting right there like hey we don't know what to do with the bills Bengals, and chiefs what's your idea oh let's let the jets in the playoffs what we don't know what to do let's let the lions in the playoffs of the seahawks who thought that was a fair idea and doesn't it just actually hurt the number one seed right we're talking about who gets it bills Bengals, chiefs doesn't it just hurt the team that gets it like who why do you even want it you have to play an extra game i i just I don't know how anyone thought that was a good idea other than it's more games. It just it makes no sense. It makes zero sense. It overcomplicates everything, which I think most of these solutions that they're talking about do. Yeah, so apparently the a, um, the owners are going to have a meeting tomorrow morning where they're going to go over this. I, I would think they're going to have to have a declaration on how the playoffs will play out before they play the games. Don't these teams need to know what they're playing for? what the potential uh, stakes are on Saturday and Sunday. I think they do. Um, I, I think everyone needs to know what's on the line when the game starts Saturday with the Chiefs and the Raiders and then the, um, the, the Jaguars-Titans game and into Sunday. I think everyone needs to know, like, you win, this is what it means. You lose, this is what it means. You're up in the standings, behind that team, tied. You got to know. Heading into the final game of the season. 215-592-9494 is how you hop in. I, I, I think it's important that the NFL comes out tomorrow and tells everyone what the deal is. And and then, you know, whatever. I think the, the one thing about this that I, I, I expect, I, I don't think there's going to be many people within the NFL that are going to cry about however this goes, right? This is like there's things bigger than, than the football seedings here. DeMar Hamlin almost died. I mean, you can make a case. He, he did. I mean, they revived him and, and saved his life. And the doctors have done an amazing job at Cincinnati of, of, getting him to the point now where he's communicating. Um, but 
like Andy Reid and Sean McDermott go back forever. I mean, if they're the two that have to kind of make this this coin flip or, you know, whether it be the number one seed gets to pick home field or the bye, I, I, I actually think no matter what the NFL does here, as long as it's not ridiculous, isn't everyone just going to say, all right, I, we'll just we'll just roll with it now? Like, I, I can't imagine the Bills or Chiefs are going to act and be disgruntled. Like, I think everyone recognizes it's a difficult situation. There's there's not a perfect scenario. I don't imagine the NFL is going to do anything tomorrow that will really anger people or annoy people that much. I mean, everyone's just going to get over it. Is it a neutral site game? All right, well, we'll, they'll, well, I'm sure they'll sell a lot of tickets. They, didn't they sell a bunch of tickets for the Browns and Bills when there was that snow game, like on three days' notice? Yeah, I don't think they'll have any issues selling tickets to a neutral site AFC championship game. No, that, that will be very well attended. And, you know... I think you go back to the fact that none of these three teams truly had a full claim to this, right? Heading into the week, I guess the Bills were the number one seed. Um, The Chiefs won. Bengals-Bills never got to be played. So it's not like anyone was five games up and it's like, oh, well, we lost five games of the standings. You you lose all that. No, I mean, it was pretty darn even heading into the final two weeks of the season. So it's it's there. And and I think think whatever the NFL does tomorrow, everyone is just going to they're going to find their way to, to get over here. And they should. And they should. And, and I don't think it's going to severely impact how the entire postseason goes if they do it the right way. 215-592-9494. And then on to the Eagles stuff. Because the panic around here, the worry around here, I mean, obviously, you know, every day part on WIP has a different kind of, you know, sound as the day goes on in terms of the worry meter. I would say mornings has been worried. Um, I, I heard Marks and Elliott today, and, and Marks was making the point the Eagles have peaked already, and um, he does not believe it's a Super Bowl team. I, I just go back to this. The Eagles are 13-1 and when Jalen Hurts plays. 13-1. and That is better than anybody else in the NFL. They're getting Jalen Hurts back, and it sounds like with the way practice went today, and by the way, you know, Hurts practiced today. He was limited, but you could tell just by the way the players talked, it was more than last week. It was more like he was taking first-team reps. And there was one drill I saw that was posted uh, by some of the media members out there covering the practice where it was kind of like a ball protection drill where the quarterback you know, kind of runs through and they, they hit him with you know, foam pads or whatever they're using uh, to try to knock the ball out, to simulate defenders knocking the ball out of the quarterback's hand. And last week, Jalen Hurts did not go through that drill. I mean, that's the kind of drill where – Although it's not heavy contact, you know, something is is hitting his arm and shoulders. So the fact that he's going through drills that require even a little bit of contact tells me he's in a much better place right now than he was a week ago. And I don't really see the point of the Eagles giving him first-team reps and putting him through all this this week if he wasn't trending to play. Like, they got to get ready for a game on Sunday. It is a must-win game on Sunday. And... I think they're preparing for Jalen Hurts to start, and I I think he's going to play in this game. So you get him back on Sunday against a Giants team that is obviously not playing for anything. They, you know, we'll see what Brian Dayball says tomorrow. But I mean, the Giants would have to be fools to put their starting quarterback out there and Saquon Barkley out there and their two or three best defenders. I mean, if I had to guess, the Giants inactives right now. You know, Saquon. Leonard Williams, uh, their their best pass rushers, like their best corner. Like, why would you put those guys out there when you have a game likely in Minnesota, maybe on a short week? And by the way, the Giants could come back here in two weeks for a divisional round game if they do upset the Vikings. 215-592-9494. Are you worried about the Eagles? I am not. And I've said it's a lot of panic out there in Philadelphia right now. And how do you think the NFL should handle the Bills and, and Chiefs and Bengals here, the number one seed, uh, neutral site or have them choose between home field and the bye? I, I like that second option. And when you call and give us something simple, routine, that you can't do, that most people can, as we found out today, a couple of our our uh, our hosts and, and writers and whatever we call uh, Elliot, I mean, they're both hosts, Jack and Elliot, can't change a tire. I mean, that that blew me away. I mean, and, we got, and then I found that Tucker's a seamstress. Which might be the biggest revelation on the evening show over the years. So I googled it. Uh, I googled a man who sews, and they said sewer is okay. So I was right. My first instinct was right. Yeah, but I'm fine with seamstress too. You can go with dressmaker. But that's pretty neutral. That is neutral. But wouldn't that require 
making a dress, not like which pat- I haven't graduated to that level. Yet. I was gonna say, I, I imagine you're more just patching holes on some clothes. Yeah, I think I made a pillow. I made like a, a drawstring bag at one point. You made a drawstring bag? Yeah. Can you still do it, or is this a skill you need to keep up? I mean, middle school was like 12 years ago. At this I, point. I understand. Yeah. Oh no, no, it was like 15 years ago. Yeah. So, you, are you doubting you could still pull this off? As I now go through this midlife crisis, yeah, a little bit. Midlife? You're in your mid-20s. Yeah, but middle school is half my life ago. No, I... I, I 215, 59... now, that was the middle. I, I get it, I mean, that, but that's not really how midlife crises work. Because if that's the case, wouldn't a 10-year-old or a 5... A kid would have a midlife crisis then. Midlife crises are in the middle of your life. Like, you know, come on. 215-592-9494. We get back your phone calls and... Well, hear what Josh Allen had to say today is they were talking about Demar Hamlin and the amazing recovery he's made, and and you know, kind of the reaction when he did come back to consciousness. It's uh, it's a pretty amazing story. Two one five five nine two nine four nine four at Sports Radio ninety four WIP. T Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest five G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.